Absolute Geek Podcast. It's Thursday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm watching porn on Twitter. Yeah. See? Yeah. I think you are watching a big old dick getting sucked on Twitter, and I'm I just kind of could... questioning why a little bit. Well, it said I had 20 notifications on my icon on on Twitter, mm-hmm. so I hit it and I hit my I hit my icons. I look, you know, my notifications. I was looking through blah blah blah, so I hit home, and it was the top thing up there. This huge fucking cock getting fucking getting sucked on a couch. Oh, that's um. Yep, <laughs> that's Twitter. That's Twitter. I don't know. Like, I, see... I don't even know how I even like. I don't remember ever clicking something that to follow a daily sex video type of thing. Well, I see. Like when I go on my personal Twitter, I see all the time that you you'll pop up and it'll say that you have something that says one person subscribed and one person unsubscribed, or like it tells you like who when someone subscribes and unsubscribes to you. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah. Um, Subscribing to a dick sucking page isn't uh... now the chick's getting railed from. Yeah, Jesus, Kyle. Milf tests out dick. It's... Thanks, thanks. There goes all of our. Uh... No, no, no. It's called Milf tests out dick for her daughter. Oh, so the daughter's just playing with herself on the couch next to. Her. Yeah, that, that's great. So uh, I want to thank all of our first and last time listeners <laughs> that have just tuned in for that part. At least we're not talking about sports. I know. Fuck sports, right? Fuck sports. No one wants to hear us talk about sports. We weren't even talking about sports. I think we are talking about bullshit that goes on with it. How so, about that fucking Facebook shooting, man? That shit was crazy. Did you see that? Everybody saw it. That shit was nuts. And the way they caught him. Fucking who would have thought McDonald's fries would be the death of someone other than obesity? But Now that there's a big thing is they might not give them the reward money. Really? Yeah. Jeez, well, yeah. They but, usually... But I think that's fucked up. I would like to know how many people actually usually get that reward money. I wonder if they always figure out a reason not to pay out. I guarantee there's loopholes. They just they just lure you in with money. Yeah. Oh, we said fifty thousand. Yeah. Here's twenty five hundred. Um, here's a coupon. Yeah. Here's a coupon for Bennigan's. <laughs> Shit's nuts. But uh, I know you're you're. Pre- are you still pretty active on eBay? Yeah, I just spent ten ebay bucks on a new pair of headphones Ooh! because if you sign up on ebay i don't know how active you are on ebay but for every purchase you do you get a percentage mm-hmm. and it acquires to ebay bucks hmm. seven seven cents twelve cents a dollar it depends on, on the amount that you buy but it gives you ebay bucks are you um do you watch rick and morty no no so, um, on April Fool's Day, Rick and Morty on Cartoon Network, they posted their the first episode of season three, and they um, talk about, the, I don't remember if you remember it from the 90s, when Mulan was first coming out, McDonald's Szechuan sauce. Uh-huh. It was a chicken nugget dump, dipping sauce, and like people have gone crazy about wanting this and wanting McDonald's to bring it back. Well, some guy bought an old car, apparently, and found an old unopened packet of that sauce in the car Yuck. and put it on eBay. And someone bought it for $14,700. No way. Yep. The Times is reporting that eBay auction for an unopened 20-year-old packet of McDonald's Szechuan sauce ended in a bidding war with a successful bid of 14700 That's a fake, dude. I guarantee the- it was chilled or it was people... Because a lot of people fucking fuck around with bids. 
The eBay seller listed the McDonald's sauce with the following description. I just bought a really old car. While cleaning it, I found a packet of this sauce. After watching the recent episode of Rick and Morty, I went online to see if it was worth anything. Turns out it was. I hope someone who wants to eat some 20-year-old gnarly sauce gets this. I would prefer not to go to collectors. Let's see. Sold items. So apparently, but the guy who bid the 14700 still has not paid for it. And there's a huge debate on whether eBay is going to actually get involved and and do anything about it. No. Um, they'll get involved, and all they'll really do is... When was it sold? Um, within the last couple of days, I think. Because here's one that sold for $56 on the 15th. Look it up. Look up um, I'm on all sold listings of McDonald's sauce. Here's here's one that sold on the 19th for $255. Let's see. And that was on the night. That was yesterday on the 19th. You can buy a shirt that says bring back Szechuan sauce. Here's, a, here's another one. Here's whatever the Rick and Morty's thing. It's $10. Mm-hmm. Here's another one that sold for three dollars and twenty five cents. Um, another one that sold for fifty six dollars. Another one that sold for fifteen two dollars. Here's a drawing Let's of it that sold for six. Here's another one that sold for fifty one dollars. It's unopened from nineteen ninety eight. That's disgusting. There's another one that sold for seventy one dollars on the tenth. Well, I mean, this report came from the Time Times Magazine, so I would assume that it would be real. But I just say I'm on the let Snopes. I'm this. on the sold. The sold listings, if four hundred bucks, one sold for four hundred bucks on the sixth. Let's see. I don't see one for fucking a lot of money at all. You're looking under the sold. Yeah, I'm all the way back into March. Are you looking under both auction and yeah sold as? Mm-hmm. How much did you say it was for? Um, fourteen thousand seven hundred. There is no no. There is no listing. There's no $14,000 McDonald's sauce list. When, what day did it I'm all the way back to... Let's find out. Let's find yeah, out. I mean, dude, one sold yesterday for $255 fucking dollars. It's insane all by itself. 105 uh, No, man, I don't see a... Here's another one that sold for 300 There's. Let's see. Here's one. Let's go. Let's see. Let's do this. Cause like It's right here on the Times website. So I don't know. It doesn't say... I mean, that's a good point, though, because it's the only thing the article doesn't say is that when the auction ended. Um, Here's a sweet and sour for McDonald's that someone's trying to sell for $24,000. People. It's Look, it's a sweet, sweet and sour sauce for $24,000. Why would anyone want to buy a sweet and sour sauce? Why would anyone want to go to the lengths for a fucking sauce, period? Like, here's another one that's actively being bid on right now for $105. That's fucking... There's another one that's up for a hundred bucks. Here's someone sketched one for ten dollars. <laughs> Here's another one that got sketched for five dollars. Nice. Sketch me some sauce, Morty. Rick and Morty's a funny show though, but um I don't, man, I don't I don't is see Is there it. a possibility that eBay could have removed the listing? Yeah. They could have So look up this eBay title. It's or can you search by profiles? Yeah. It's M A V. It's a seller, right? Yeah, M A V. M A V. E R. E R. I C. I C. M E D I. M E D I. Underscore zero. Underscore zero. Search. No result. Let's see right here. Here is his. He doesn't have anything for sale. Is that who bought it? That's who is selling it. He's this guy just open. He's from the United Kingdom. Uh. He just, uh, he's got two feedbacks back in the last six months. 
Will it show you his past auctions? Here, I'll follow him. No, it just, it just, it's just what he he sold two things so far. Because that's that's what this article is saying that his actually he's bought two things. He doesn't even have any sold uh, listings on here. So yeah, I don't know. No, but I just thought it was crazy that someone See, he would pay have any items for sale and it doesn't show any. That someone would pay that much fucking money for Let's some see. Szechuan sauce, so and not just that, like right there, I found it. Did you? I swear to God, I fucking found it. $14,700. Nice. He sold it on the... It's right here. Found the item. The picture of it? It's wasabi and the... Yeah. Let me see. In the Mulan sauce? In the... Yeah. In the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. The Mulan Szechuan teriyaki dipping sauce. That's fucking crazy. That And 187 people bid on this fucking thing. That's insane. That's ridiculous. It doesn't come up in the solds, though. It came up as something that he sold. Because <coughs> this was sold on just a couple days ago. Yeah, 187 fucking bids. 16 bidders were bidding on it. For some fucking dipping sauce. How much was the shipping on it? It was free shipping, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I would hope after... See. You know, after $17,000 or $14,000, might as well have free shipping. Maybe you want somebody to eat that fucking sauce with some nuggets. Dude, I cannot believe this dude fucking sold it for... Is that American money? Or is that fake money? Oh, are you, wait, are you calling the euro fake money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes some more of our first-time listeners. <laughs> Last-time listeners. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Kyle just called your money fake. Well, I don't know where, where the, let's see, where the bidding came from. You're just batting a thousand tonight, Kyle. <laughs> Dude, he started it at ten dollars. Yeah, people are stupid. That well, that's the, the the thing is that the guy hasn't paid up yet, so they're speculating that's a fake bid. Yeah, I guarantee it. And they're speculating that. Um, I guarantee everything past. I'll be nice. Seventy eight dollars. It's fake. And they're just, they're debating whether or not eBay is going to go after them because apparently eBay says that when you bid on something, it's like a binding contract. It is, but what happens is is he'll get in trouble, that person will get in trouble by he'll get bad feedback and he might not be able to bid on eBay. Yeah. But and that's, what's to say it's not a fake account to begin with? Yeah. And the thing with eBay, before eBay was really strict about their – Binding contract, but now you. But they're so scared of losing customers that they'll let you get out of bids and buying and for any stupid reason that you want. Now, I thought it. I thought it was something else. Okay, and they just take your bid off. Yeah. So you know it's not as binding as it once was. Yeah, it's binding, but I mean, what are they really gonna do? Right. They're not really, really. I mean. You can't bid on any more stuff on eBay. Fuck it. Right. You just make a fake account. Right. Or use someone else's account or, or have you, someone else do it for you. Yes. I mean, so they're not really going to do anything. I just figured I'd talk to you about it since you, you are the eBay guru. You you eBay a lot. Oh, fuck. That reminds me i got to send a comic book out. Oh, no. How, did you buy any uh, any books this weekend in your, your wild blue... Drunken escapades? <laughs> no. No drunk no drunk comic book buying this week for Kyle? No. I haven't been drinking enough Wild Blue to do stupid purchases lately. I have a shitload of it in my fridge, though. Just but one to soothe the savage soul, huh? I haven't been 
I end up watching fucking weird shit on eBay though when I do drink Wild Blue. Looking at weird shit or like watching. Oh. Like. Like. Uh, like what's something that you watch that's really weird? It's not weird, but it, it's weird. Like I have I, for some reason I watch a lot of True Blood comics and I don't really like True Blood. <laughs> and I look at like books that I have that I want. Like uh, okay, like like I'm looking at this. Like a better copy of. Yeah, like I'm looking at this Walking Dead 9.4 signed by Kirkman for 219. I'm looking at Super Sons number one variant that I have two of. <laughs> I'm looking at, uh, th- I'm about to buy this. It's the plat, this issue's plastic, but it's the. Oh, it's the, uh, the Spider Man annual variant cover. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty cool. I'm looking at, uh, what else? I mean, it's just, it's just like, like, this $300 copy of Amazing Spider-Man 607. Because of the Ga- Campbell variant? I have like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I fucking... Secret Wars, like this Secret Wars 9.6. That's signed by Zek and Beatty. Uh-huh. I have that same book, except I have Jim Shooter on it as well. Signed. I don't know why I do that shit. Because it's probably graded. And you're like, man, this is probably in better condition than what I have. I get drunk. I look at expensive stuff. Wild Blue must have like some kind of like hallucinogen in it then that just thinks that you're, <laughs> when you're on it, you're a fucking baller. <laughs> I'm rich. Yeah. Like, like I'm looking at this 9.0 Amazing Spider-Man uh, 122. <laughs> it's like $400. Fucking makes you think you're a baller, That's huh? That's what it does. Got them uh, deep pockets, like huh? Got, I'm looking at Green Lantern 86. I, I don't, yeah, like here's a I, I then I, I even when I do drink wild blue I also look at PGX books just to see what they grade at or yeah well you just I, don't know why I, I don't know I end up looking <laughs> at PGX books when I'm drinking I don't okay know, it's, 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 it's just, that works I guess all right I let's, always look at stuff that I already own that I want to <laughs> buy again let's get into some news and then do some comic book reviews um, Will Smith may be in play uh, may be in talks to play the genie in Guy Ritchie's live action adaption of Aladdin. Would you watch an Aladdin movie with fucking Will Smith as the genie? I watched one with fucking... Robin Williams? Oh, I was going to say fucking Mr. Doubtfire, but yeah. Oh, Robin, yeah, but Robin Williams was a good genie and it was animated, a live action... Well, just be... I mean, it's not actually... Welcome to Aladdin. I mean, it's not going to be him walking around and like... <laughs> uh, the par- He's not going to be on someone's shoulder and shit right. going... What is this, Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> what are we, some kind of Aladdin? Am I in some kind of genie lamp? I'm Will Smith. Welcome to Aladdin. Welcome to Agrabah. I mean, I mean, why, why is it fucking... It's the only... Robin Williams really did a great job because he's the only one that's done it. Yeah. You don't know anybody else, and it's just you're just used to that now. Welcome to Agrabah. So, I mean, why, why I does it don't, matter if Will Smith does it? I just don't picture Will Smith in that role. Because you've already pictured somebody doing it. I, I guess, but even then, I don't... Like, I could I could picture someone else. Like who? Kevin Hart. I could see him doing it. That'd be fucking stupid. Um, that guy's fucking stupid. <laughs> there's... I mean, there's other people I could see do Danny McBride. Like, there's other people I could see doing it, but... Dane. You could picture Danny McBride doing it? No, being <laughs> fucking being the genie. Oh. Um, I just don't see it with Will Smith. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It's Will Smith playing a parrot as Will Smith. Playing what? A genie. You said a parrot. I said a parrot. <laughs> We're playing a genie as Will Smith. I hope I hope they get Gilbert Gottfried to be the parrot in the live action adaption too. Wasn't he the parrot in the other yes, one? Yes, he was. I think they should go for all new people. I want to see him dressed as a parrot though. 
do it all out. It'll probably even be Genie and I bet you they'll CGI him and Will Smith will just voice him. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it's going to be. Um, Leslie Uggams confirms that Blind Al will return in Deadpool 2. I know you're a Deadpool movie fan. I'm boycotting it now that they've picked who Cable's going to be. Really? But I, I was, it, this thought of something. If he's going to be playing Cable, so that means Thanos isn't a longtime character in the Marvel Universe. Marvel said they have absolutely no issues and it absolutely does not affect them whatsoever with the with their plans for him to play Cable and Thanos. I just don't see Thanos. I don't think see Thanos going past Infinity Wars now. Because Thanos, he just voices. I don't know if they mocap him, but I think he's just the voice. So it's just a matter of getting him in there and laying down lines. Um but you could be right. I, I kind of thought the same thing, but then I read an article. I don't article. believe fucking a goddamn thing Marvel says. Yeah, dude, they're Marvel. They're a bunch of asshats. Well, their cinematic division's good, but I their comic nope. book their comic book division is fucking. It's blood over. I don't give a fuck. Blood over? It blood over. Uh, what, how did it bleed over for you? Because they're asshats. Well, well, what did Marvel Cinema do that makes them asshats compared to the comics? Not, nothing, just their comics. That was enough. It bled over. Well. Yeah, their comics I show don't, I don't is a fucking now. a shit shamble right now. I don't believe them. I just the shit they're doing with Captain America, and then they're just trying to pump out all this garbage. They just need a reboot, man. Uh, you know what they need? I think they just need to take a hiatus. They need to. They don't need to reboot. They need to rebirth. Try it again in twenty twenty. Welcome to rebirth. It gives them a few years to to figure out a good game plan. We talked about we talked about this what last episode or two episodes ago, what they need to fucking do. They need. I just said what they need to do. Well, I don't think being a hiatus, going on a hiatus, is going to be. They just need to completely stop writing comics for now. No, that's a weird approach to just bail out altogether. It everything sucks anyway, so what does it matter? Well, I mean, they could easily do what DC did in in Rebirth and. They need to cut down their titles. They need to do, get back to the core values of Marvel Comics. They need to get back to basics and the values of these characters and not just fucking have it be a shit show like it currently is. I don't think they can do it. It's not <clears throat> in it. Um, but, I don't know. I don't see it being an issue, those two. You know, him playing both characters, but it could be. And Thanos might not be... Around for much longer, or for very longer. Make it past one movie. I think two. they'll piss... Two movies. <laughs> I think they'll piss a lot of people off if they kill him, though. But then again, through two movies, he would be... Other than Loki, who's a constant, he would have been the most credible villainous threat to the, the Avengers. Because, what? Ultron, this all-destructible being who wreaked mad havoc through the Marvel Universe in the comics, was wasn't that menacing in the movie. You know, it, he didn't feel like his stakes of him being there were high. And uh, most of the villains really don't. The they, only person that died was fucking Quicksilver, who should have been there in the fucking first place. But speaking of that, though, it, from set photos, we're going to get the... It looks like we're going to get the Vision-Scarlet Witch relationship because it shows him kissing. Ooh. Wow. I know. Then they'll shit the bed somehow. So Marvel 
so you know how DC is teamed up with the CW to make all these shows? It appears that Marvel is teaming up with Freeform, the tween channel that used to be ABC Family. I don't know mm-hmm. if your your kids watch Freeform. Um, with the announcement that they're going to do a squirrel girl, a squirrel girl, new warriors team pass and uh, cloak and dagger. And they actually pass. released, pass. did you watch the trailer for cloak and dagger? Pass. Hard pass. The trailer for cloak and dagger was very fucking confusing. Like you wouldn't even know it was a fucking Marvel show unless you were familiar with cloak and dagger. It, it's bad. It, it looks like a teenage angst love drama which cloak and dagger was kind of that but it it doesn't even look like a superhero show i was confused as fuck by the trailer um and then today they announced the lineup for squirtle girl and the new warriors uh it's gonna be mr immortal night thrasher microbe speedball and debris so we will see um how that goes but i'm i'm having a feeling it's going to be a very teenage drama centered shows if they're on freeform because that seems to be what freeform is all about um they can do pretty little liars yeah did you watch pretty little liars no Uh, (laughs) i I thought that was your favorite show i don't want shit on that channel except when they play the the harry potter movies oh you're a potter guy Better than nothing. I didn't take you for a Potter guy. I like Harry Popper. Yeah, that's weird. Why? It's not weird. That's a poor choice of words. I just don't, like, look at you. I don't see you as a Harry Potter guy. Just like I didn't see you as a guy who watched anime. I read all the books before I went and saw really? the movies. Yeah. You surprised me. You always you always have little surprises Those. coming out of the woodworks, Kyle. Because, <laughs> like, I never took you as, like, an anime person. Like, I literally, still to this day, you look like a guy who would be all about I- cars. Like, you could tell me what size engine my car has over <laughs> anything that happened in Harry Potter. Or a Neanderthal, like Brent says. No, I wouldn't take that to heart, Kyle. <laughs> um, that's just fucking Brent. Um, but yeah, like like you used to say, a restrictor plate. <laughs> you should be <laughs> t- taking your restrictor plate off or rebuilding your carburetors in your front yard, not, not watching anime. Not but, watching anime? Yeah. <laughs> But maybe that's just not me. watching Bastia Stampede. Yeah, not watching fucking Harry Plopper. <laughs> yeah, I went to the movies for most of them. What? I haven't seen most of them in the movies. What? What? It's hard to get you to go see anything in the theater, and you went to see almost all the Harry Potter movies in the, in the theater. Yeah, because you took your kids, huh? Yeah, I think one of them might have them. It's just Kyle alone watching Harry Potter. I think. uh this is gonna be the shit. I think the like the the first Deathly Hollows, I think me and my buddy Chuck went. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Sit there and watch Harry Potter, huh? No, I think the boy went with me actually. This is gonna be fucking awesome. But yeah, we should. I think we actually went and watched it in like IMAX 3D, if I remember right. Really? You know what's a show that came on that you should start watching, Kyle? What? I don't know if you've been watch if you watch it. Fago! I I couldn't get you. You're like the third person this really? week to talk to me about Fargo. I couldn't. I watched. I tried to watch first first season. Yeah, and I just couldn't get into it. And I just said pass. And I just never went back to it. And I know every season's different. Yeah, but that first season super turned me off. You got to watch the first season of Fargo, Kyle. 
Yeah, I Fargo. Watch, I watch all four seasons of. Uh, I watch five. Seasons if I go and recap every episode in my old Tommy voice, then will you watch it? <laughs> On this episode of Fargo, somebody died, got drugged into a basement. Then the cops showed up, started searching the house, and the cop got shot. Continue the next episode <laughs> of Fargo. Was it good last night? Um, yeah, dude, it's a really good show. I I missed season two, but last night really got me interested in season three. I was really into the first season. It's it's really cool just to see the cast that they usually get for the show. Like the season one, Tom Hanks' son was in it. He was one of the he played a cop, and um, the guy who plays Bilbo Baggins, he was in it. Um, he played the the main suspect. It, I don't know. If you're a fan of the Fargo movie, did you like the Fargo movie? Uh, I don't think I've seen it. Uh, if you're a fan of the Fargo movie, it's really it's a lot like the TV show. So if you like the movie, you'd probably really, really like the TV show. I just I, I watched like the first like three episodes of the first season and I was like I just I don't know what it, I don't remember what it was. I couldn't even tell you what You just gotta yeah, it's a, the first season's a slow burn. You gotta kinda get into like episode five before things start getting really, really good. Um, the only thing I gave that big of a chance was Game of Thrones. Well, I mean, if you like Lucifer, two weeks. You like Lucifer, and you like a lot of these other shows. I don't see why you wouldn't like Fargo. Have you ever watched like American Horror Story? Yeah, I don't like this show either. You don't like that show? No, I tried. I uh, I just think it's stupid. I just thought three other people this week have told you to watch to watch Fargo. <laughs> Yeah, you're like the third person to ask really? me about Fargo. Yeah, I just it's a good I, show, man. I couldn't get into it. So, I mean, I'm just thinking if you like Lucifer, I don't see why you wouldn't like Fargo. I don't think Lucifer's like Fargo. Well, <laughs> I mean, Fargo has kind of like that stupid humor, like that situational humor in it, and it usually revolves around revolves around murder and and things like that. And you get to make fun of people like Andy. You're from Minnesota. Minnesota? Minnesota. Not no offense, Andy, but you know, you are from Minnesota. I just I don't know. I would say give it a shot. That's uh, one one episode in, maybe I'll try. Ooh. I wouldn't I would say give it a shot. Lucifer's returning May first. Yeah. Did you watch the first uh, episode or first couple episodes of Outcast yet? Uh, season two? No, I didn't know. It was that started on. like two weeks ago. I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know either. And I have Cinemax, and I don't even. I haven't watched it either, and I was just like, I wonder if Kyle's seen it. It's. I'll have to check my DVR. It's set to record. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe the maybe what I read was wrong then, but let me look right now. I'm gonna go on my Directv app. But I. I I haven't seen it on my DVR, especially for two weeks worth, because like all I do is watch HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, Movie Channel, and Stars, and I haven't seen Outcast in anything. You know what I mean? Because you know how they play that shit over and over again? Uh-huh. I haven't. Uh... Nah, dude, there ain't no season two yet, dude. Let's see. Nope. No, sir. I think you were given some incorrect information. Because Robert Kirkman was the one that came out and said that. Um, no, man, I'm telling you. No, I just haven't seen it. 
I just I like I watch Cinemax a lot and yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Cause they have the trailer for it out. It says it, early April. It's official. Outcast will return early April. So and I think they're behind then. Cause it's not out yet. I'm telling you. Hmm. I'm telling you it's not even out yet. Just joking. I don't know if it's not. It says premiere in April. See, that was two months ago. I wonder if it maybe says it just Outcast said it. season two will prepare premiere internationally April two thousand seventeen. Maybe. I don't understand why it would be international and says, not here as well. The post also stressed that U.S. fans should stay tuned. Uh, that sucks. If However, it's in the case of the show might get an earlier premiere stateside remains unclear at this time. So, we're not we're not getting it. So yet. yeah, it looks like um, they're gonna get it before us, which is weird. Which means we could. We, if we Google it, we could just watch it anyway. Yeah, watch it online. So, that's fucking stupid. Everything yeah, should come out here first because we're America. Well, especially since everything is based here, you would think that it would come out here first, but what are you going to do, right? Maybe they'll premiere it where there's videos of people dropping bombs on us on their TV. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe they'll premiere it there first. <clears throat> Maybe. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has I been confirmed. Wait. It will most likely end its uh, iteration of the team. So Volume 3, after Volume 3, will probably be the last time you see Drax, Gamora, Rocket, Groot, and Peter all together. Good, it's three movies, that's enough. I wonder if they'll move on to the Kitty Pride team, or if they'll do more like the recent run where they had Venom. Well, they can't do Venom because he's, he's Sony. So, I wonder what iteration just, of Guardians of the Galaxy... They just know the third movie's going to be crap, so they're not going to do it anymore. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But, hey, Steven Tyler, maybe maybe you can put your play your, your plan into play for Steven Tyler to get in that movie. Oh, shit. That's right. You don't want to close your eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep. <laughs> no, while you're banging his daughter out on the beach while he's sitting there serenading you. Oh, that would be awesome. That picture is still amazing. Fucking Andy, bravo. Andy and Dollar Sign. <clears throat> and Dollar Sign, yes. Yes. Because Dollar Sign gave us the good one. Andy gave us the one with you looking like Ron Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> Andy gave us the pure nightmare fuel one. And <laughs> and Jose, the little Dollar Sign, gave us the good one. Yep. Andy has timing. Yes, he does. But, um... We're just bummed out. I haven't, we haven't had a Photoshop on a long time. No, not in a while. It's kind of a bummer. Um, you and McGregor would be I was happy. Hoping to get a Squirrel Team Six one. I know, right? Like I was like, that one has to spark some Photoshop interest. Yeah, with you standing there and there's a bunch of squirrels around you. They should take the picture of that I used for you to be holding John Cena's sack, and then put just a bunch of squirrels around you. <laughs> <laughs> a little braze on. My buddy was asking me, "What was that funny joke that you told at that Comic Con with those?" People behind you were laughing. <laughs> That's the joke in the joke, right? No pictures. No pictures. <laughs> Fucking Kyle got one. After telling the world's greatest joke, they should never be repeated. He was like, what was the joke? It was my buddy Chuck. He's like, what was the 
What was the joke? I said there wasn't no joke. I said I wasn't even standing next to him. Yeah. I was like 25 feet away from him walking away. And it was just timing that you were all laughing at the same time. Just told the greatest joke in the world and kept on moving. It's like the it's like the uh, Tenacious D song, the greatest song in the world. It's you know, it can never be repeated. It's just a tribute. You know? It's just a tribute. I remember the first time I seen that movie. Pick a Destiny? I thought it was the greatest movie I'd ever seen. I had laughed until my stomach and my ribs and everything hurt. And I watched it again like two days later because I was like, this is the greatest fucking movie. And I was like, hmm, it's cool. It's funny. But I was like, why did I think it was so funny two days ago? That movie is one of those movies that, because I had the same effect. It's one of those movies that when you watch it the first time, just everything that happens like catches you off guard and it's funny as fuck. But when you watch it the second time, it doesn't have that last, that staying power. Yeah. And now like I'll watch it every now. Like I watched it the other night on Netflix, but my favorite, like the favorite part of for me is like the very beginning of the movie where he's a young kid and it like, I like it up until he meets Kyle gas. And then it's kind of just like whatever, but like it has funny moments in it, but it, it, it was, it's a funny movie, but it's just not, it not doesn't have that. Twice. Yeah, it doesn't have that staying power. It's not one of those movies you can watch over and over and over again. No. Because I think I've only seen it three times or twice. You and McGregor would be happy to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff? No shit. When was the last time you seen him in a movie? Right? <laughs> He's got nothing going on. Um, he should do train spotting to train spotting old men. <laughs> train spotting old men. <laughs> um... Marvel Studios confirms the return to San Diego Comic-Con's Hall H this year. The year we don't get fucking tickets. Right. So we can't fucking heckle them. We might get press, and then we can get into Hall H with no problem and can heckle them. Oh, my God. <laughs> please, comic comic overlords of the fucking galaxy, please give us fucking press passes so we can fucking heckle Marvel. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Like, I would try to sneak, like, tomatoes in. <laughs> then we would never get pressed for San Diego ever again. <laughs> Throw tomatoes at Marvel creators. It'd be great. Well, the, the cool thing about San Diego is they set up times for you to interview people. So you could be face-to-face interviewing Norman Reedus, or you could be face-to-face with Jeffrey Dean Morgan and talking to him about Negan. And then you could ask him, why the fuck do you lean so much? Why is Negan practicing for the Savior's Limbo Contest? <laughs> you know how cool that would be to ask that? How much what? It would be cool to be the ass man. <laughs> right? Why the fuck do you lean like that yeah. when you're like into something? Like you have this weird back-breaking lean. Why? Why, yeah. why, why? Where did you get that? That's not in the comic. Right? I, I almost feel like if he would have played Negan back when he was the comedian, he was the perfect build for it. And then now he's like super slim and, and lanky and it just doesn't it doesn't feel right. And then he's got that fucking gangster lean. <laughs> got that hardcore gangster lean. I was like... You know, you lean any further and you're going to be able to itch your butt with your nose. <laughs> right. Um, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige told Hollywood reporters um, and other reporters that he does not have any plans for an R-rated Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Well, fuck them, then. That's, that's the way to go right now, R-rated. And they don't have no plans for it. No, I, I but I agree to a certain point that that's fine because I don't think you should go R-rated just to go R-rated. You should only go R-rated if the character calls for it. No, I think they should be R-rated. I think all this shit should be be geared towards adults. Fuck little kids. Eh. They can fucking, they can watch the, they can watch the animated ones and they can gear those towards kids. 
They should they should direct comic book movies towards the core audience of us fucking adult money spending nerds, and they should make us have rated R movies. Like I agree, Deadpool should have been rated R. Wolverine should have been rated R I think from they the beginning. All should be rated R. Because then they can actually fight and beat each other up and do what needs to be done, and it's not watered down. I don't. I don't think Iron Man would work as an R-rated movie. Why? Just because it's not in the. I mean, it's not in the nature of the character. Why? Because Iron Man's not that. He's kind of like that quirky. The Breakfast Club's rated R, and it's just not geared as a rated R movie. <sighs> I don't know what makes the Breakfast Club rated R that they smoke pot. But I mean, it's not. There's nothing crazy that happens in the Breakfast Club to make it rated R. But it is subjective situations. You might you might think that you can dance on uh, a stair railing, a stair rail, weed yeah, and scream and break glass. Yeah, you might you might think that you can cut your hair. You might think that um, putting dandruff on your art project makes it look like snow. But you know what I mean. It just it doesn't have to be fucking lewd and crude to be rated r but it can it can from an action standpoint i could see that but i just don't i don't think you need to go making a a movie rated r just to make it rated r i think if the character or the situation or the the plot of the movie calls for it then it works like i think thanos should be that close just so you can get the the destruction well i mean that character this, this pg violence that we get sucks yeah just like when uh in fucking uh, civil squirmish, if fucking civil squirmish, <laughs> if fucking dude, they went they fucking that's the end of the episode right there. <laughs> civil squirmish, they went toe to toe, and Iron Man walks away with a black eye. Yeah, that's it. They went fucking, they were beating the fuck out of each other, and he walks away with a black eye. That's PG violence for you. Which how do you get a black eye in the Iron Man? Scene? I hate and I hate when they walk away and they hit ha- right. And they walk away and they have one scrape of dried blood on their fucking yeah. cheek. No, you really wanted like okay, take like Age of Apocalypse. That scene when they free Wolverine and he's fucking slicing everybody up. Yeah. You have that PG violence, so it spans over to fucking screaming and shadows. You see blood splatter on the wall, yeah. You don't Just, get the claws. And- you that should be that's the kind of stuff that where you should have a higher rating so that you could actually enjoy the violence of it. Yeah. I I get I guess I can agree with you to it. It doesn't have to be lewd and crude and deadpool and nudity and stuff. Yeah. But it, it would give it more creative freedom to make it a better movie. Yeah. In, and I say, fuck little kids. They don't need to go see it. Well, obviously, the rating of a movie doesn't stop parents from taking their no, fucking kids. No, because when I saw Deadpool, there was a fucking room full of kids in there. Yeah, the same thing when I saw same when I saw Logan. There's a fucking room full of kids. And they came out and specifically said, please don't take your kids to this. People fucking did it anyway. Because people don't give a shit. Nobody cares so, about nothing anymore, especially driving. Especially driving. <laughs> Throw it in there. Throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a slow week for Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld. Um, Why did he peed him? He, he peed himself. <laughs> did he tweet himself with Cable's gun or something? No, he wants the world to know that Wade Wilson can regrow his penis should the need arise. Oh, he when just... asked the question in an interview, he responded by saying yes with a laugh. We would never ever live in a world where Deadpool couldn't regenerate his own cock and balls. Doesn't he even say that in the movie when he's at the end? Does he? I think he references it in the Deadpool movie. I don't remember. I've seen that movie like 30 times. Kellen doesn't like that movie. 
It's because Kellen's an idiot. We were sitting there on the, um, on the couch the other night. He was like, I was sitting there. And you know why? Because he's a fucking hipster and, and everybody likes it, so he can't. Maybe. Maybe that's, that's what it is. That is what it is. I guarantee fucking to you. I guarantee because if I guarantee if it, nobody liked it and it bombed, he'd be like, which fucking great. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. He got, he got right up to the part where Wade Wilson gets, where he was in the, the oxygen deprivation tank mm-hmm. and he gets his mutation. He got up to that part and he just stood up and was like, move fucking gay, I'm going to bed. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, it's actually a really good movie, but uh, whatever. That's why. And I, I sat there and finished the movie, but he was just like, this movie fucking sucks. And then the next day before he went to work, he knocked on my door and he was like, oh, yeah, this pulls fucking gr- trash. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. because okay. everybody likes it. That's why he's got did the world really need confirmation from Rob Liefeld that fucking Wade Wilson can regrow his cock and balls? Yes. You, you needed that confirmation? Because uh, you didn't just think that it, could, it would already happen, seeing how he can regrow. If he can regrow a limb, why I wouldn't he be able to grow a cock and balls? At the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, after, after she pulls the, the Pulverine mask off, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he doesn't say it. I think he references it. Maybe. I, I'm almost positive. And he's, uh, yes, he I heal and read something and even down there, or something like yeah. that. He says something that re- references it. I just don't think we need Hashtag Rob Liefeld. Yeah. We don't need Rob Liefeld to confirm that cock and balls will regrow. That's, that's all I'm saying. Why not? Because it's Rob Liefeld. The guy's a weirdo. <laughs> he's your best friend. Yeah. Robbie L. Robbie L. Yeah, I'm not the one with a book about it that says to my, to my friend Kyle. <laughs> and he gave you shit for it too. He was not happy about it. No, he was not. Even a little bit. And the last little bit of news on this week's episode is Doctor Who's Sonic Screwdriver added to the Oxford Dictionary. Doctor Who cares? The Sonic <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kyle's in a mood tonight, people. I really am. The Sonic Screwdriver is defined as a handheld electronic device which uses sound waves to perform various mechanical and technical functions. What? Yep. That's that is the Oxford Dictionary's definition of the sonic screwdriver. Stupid. And that is all the news I have for this week. That's it. That is it. That's it. That's it, man. You've been that's all you found since Monday? Yep. It's been a slow week, news wise. You say that every week. It, it, but it is because we're in the slow season. Conventions are just starting to pick back up. You didn't even talk about that Marvel reveals Captain America was always evil. Yeah, because I feel like it's a it's a cash grab play. Yeah, and I feel like we've we've beaten the Marvel horse the last couple weeks, but they just can't. I'm trying to figure out who to compare them to. Marvel is very much like Mike Wheeler. They can't stop, and they won't stop, and they keep just beating themselves further and further. They're just sitting there digging that digging that hole even deeper. With everything that they announce, because all you're doing, all you're doing now is you're pissing off Marvel fanboys. You're pissing off your loyal Captain America diehards that have been there, maybe some of them since the beginning. You know, there's old Captain America fans. You don't think there's someone from World War Two who? Everybody's bailed on that guy. Nah, there's a. I guarantee there's a lot of Cap fans out there still. But now you're gonna make him evil and do this whole Hydra thing. I think that's my book right there. And I think that on his table. What? I, what are you um, watching? 
I sent a friend of mine books to get signed for me. Uh huh. At the at C two E two. Uh. I sent, and I think he was showing, you know, all his prep stuff that he's ready to go for it. I think my book is sitting, on his table, with his stack of stuff that's he's going to get signed for me. Mm-hmm. But it was my uh, Nightwing book. Nice. That I'm now going to get signed. Also, again, another copy in like two weeks. <laughs> But I just think I think that you know Marvel is I don't know it it honestly to me feels like they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing it sticks and I think they're gonna ah. part of me thinks that this whole Captain America ploy is going to bleed up to some big like event this summer and I just don't really want to go through another Marvel event. That's what Marvel needs to stop doing. Right there. That's what they need to stop doing. Their events. Big events. Yeah. Don't do any big events. Their big events that reset the timeline for the next year. Yes. That's what they need to stop doing. They just need to... They just need to just write good books, and that's just what they need to do. I was going to... I mean, I was going to save it for comic book reviews, but I really like what DC's doing, especially with Rebirth. You know, the Rebirth happened. They gave you the little taste at the beginning. And they went through the year with the own individual storylines. And now, after the one-year anniversary with the launch of of Rebirth, they're coming back through and revisiting the situation in, in Batman 21 and Flash 21, you know? So in Batman and Flash, the crossover... Did you get the... I did. They're, they're revisiting... Is that the only one you got? Yeah. I got both covers, so I didn't have to mess with this one. They're revisiting the... Um, Is it Batman? Is it Flash? Is it Batman? Is it Flash? Is it Batman? Is it Flash? Yeah, they're revisiting the situation of why Rebirth happened. The so situation. We'll talk about more of that in the when we review comics, but I just I like how you curved around it. The situation. The situation. <laughs> I just Marvel is such in such a fucking they're bad tools. place right now, right? And Marvel's a tool. Every week they have something new coming Actually, out. Actually, tools are useful, and right now Marvel is not. From. Just, just all the from saying that diversity in their books is why sales are hurting to their artists putting religious propaganda in books and them not catching it to you know this whole Captain America thing where he's never been good. You're taking the that's like saying Superman was never a good guy. You're taking the quiz, quintessential hero that was actually created to be a hero for people in world war ii and now you're turning him around and saying yeah he was always evil so you're taking the guy that was always the boy scout the hope dick he was move, the hope Marvel. of a generation dick move yeah and now you're making him a con a bad guy and he was Make always a, a bad guy <laughs> i wasn't gonna say cunt i was gonna say constant bad guy but you know making better. him a, you made him a, they made him a cunt yeah made him a bad guy and it's just to me it, it's like why that's why I'm not. Ex- I don't get excited about Marvel titles, right now. And that's why the only Marvel titles I read right now are Old Man Logan, um, Spider Man, and Jessica Jones. I dropped Venom. I've dropped every other Marvel title I was reading, so it's just not. What about X Men? I'm not. I I picked up X Men Blue and Gold, but I don't continue to read them. I don't. I'm not going to continue reading them. What did I read last week from Marvel that I was going to continue? I was going to keep trying. I thought it was good. Oh, Weapon X. Yeah. I thought Weapon X was good. But it's going to fucking, it's going to suck soon, I'm sure. Because instead of bringing back Wolverine in X-Men Blue, they brought back his son from the Ultimate Universe. So he's now the Wolverine in that book. The Wolverine. So it's just, in Weapon X? No, in uh, oh, X-Men Blue. I didn't read it. Um, 
And you're probably going to bail on Old Man Logan. It depends. It depends on... I'll, I'll give it the first couple issues of the new creative team. But after Is that, it'll probably... Is it be at Phoenix Comic Con? The guy who's drawing along with Man Logan now? I'm not sure. Or is he get somewhere else? I, I look at so many cons so I can see if I have friends. So I have friends in many states so I can get my book signed. Kyle has friends in many places. I got friends in many places. <laughs> but if you guys are going to be in Phoenix at Phoenix Comic Con, hit us up. We will We will be there. We will be there. We just got approved this so, week for we'll our passes, see, so we'll we will be there. Jose dollar sign? Jose little dollar sign, yeah. So, I don't know if we're going to have a panel yet. I don't. I hope not. I didn't do anything for panels yet. I think we should pass on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> our last panel was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, well, I w- if we were going to do a panel, I think it would be more of a how to get into podcasting panel or something informative like that instead of doing a live episode of the show just because it doesn't, it doesn't work well. <laughs> you get they always put us on because we're we're a mature podcast we you know we use foul language so they always put us on late at night on a sunday or you know after the convention's been over for a fucking hour and it just doesn't work it always fails um kevin ken levine let's see <laughs> you had to know if nugan was gonna be there yeah um, let's see. I don't think so. So far, the only people that that I'm super excited for, artist or comic wise, for Phoenix are are Norm Ratman, but he's always at Phoenix. We should see, try and get an interview with him. Right? Oh, I bet you doing. And then David Finch. Super excited. If you're reading Batman uh, Rebirth, David Finch is the current artist on that. So, Except for this issue. Dan Jurgens is another one. Fabic's doing it now. Yeah. Dan Jurgens is another one that's a decent. Always here. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, No. Maybe it's a different con I was looking at. Maybe it's Boston Con. There was a con I was looking at, but he's in it. No. But I'm constantly looking at every con. There's like, you know what I mean? Like every week there seems to be a con somewhere. So I'm always looking to see who I... what Shooters here. See what friend I can ship my books to to get a couple books signed for me. Because I always try to get... I try to do it with the intent of people I don't think are ever going to come here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Uh, like I sent a book to get Scotty Young signed. I don't think... You know what I mean? Well, well Scotty Young's never been here. No. I don't picture him coming here. No. I'd be uh, shocked if he did. Like Tom King. I'm sending a book to Boston. J. Scott Campbell, there's another one. I don't they'll never come here. Yeah. We got Don La Rosa though. Every time. Every every convention we got Don La Rosa. Just but so I must have been looking at another con, damn it. Well, Phoenix hasn't done updating yet, so hopefully we get a couple more good <laughs> I bet you we do comic book people, but Hopefully they're done. And they're as far as convention goes, their their celebrity guest lineup is a powerhouse lineup. Yes, you so could, you could tell they have switched gears. Yeah, because and maybe this is you know for a while they were getting powerhouse artists and writers, and their celebrities were middle of the road type. Yeah, 
And I think what they've done is they've they've found out a way. They've they've gotten big name celebrity guests, and I think in the event of having to get celebrity guests, something has to take. Not saying that we didn't get bad comic and artist guests right now, but you could tell that their focus is more celebrity driven right now. I mean, Jesus, we've got Charlie Cox who plays Daredevil. We've got um, Froggy, Fro- Foggy Nelson. We've Froggy. got Punisher. <laughs> I, I I was laughing. I was like, Kyle and I will have to walk past him and see if we can relive our San Diego moment of the dirty look and be like, hey, look, it's Fulton from Mighty Ducks. And you motherfuckers, how did you get here? We live here. I remember you from San Diego and two years Punisher's ago. Punisher's going to be here. Yeah. Now, but that, that's Maybe I'll just get from, him to sign my fucking uh, my Shane McFarlane toy. There you go. Jason David Frank, the original Green Ranger, is going to be here. Pass. Um, there's a lot of good voice. Go The voice actor for Goku from Dragon Ball Z and Vegeta are going to be here. John Cusack. Uh, John Cusack is going to be here. I want to ask her shameless questions. Um, there's just so many good, like like I said, the celebrity power, the celebrity lineup for Phoenix Comic Con is powerhouse. So We should really get a hold of them since we have our press passes and actually ask them if we can actually interview people. They're supposed to be sending out a list um, for interview requests uh-huh. here in the next couple of weeks. So I will definitely let you know once we get that. Cause I would like to do, cause I bet you we could just, you know, Jesse's really good friends with Norm. I bet you he could set something up outside of the con. Yeah. For us to interview him. Like they go to football games and shit together. You yeah. Know I mean? Like they're, they're actually like friends. Well, we're all friends with Norm Ratman. But right. Who isn't friends with Norm? He lets us know whenever there's a car chase. Dude, Norm is an awesome dude. But, but yeah, um, if if you're, I mean, if you go for the celebrity guests, Phoenix is the powerhouse lineup. Phoenix is the year to go, man. But if you guys are gonna come in, make sure you find us. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll be wandering around. We will be there. You'll even get to see Jose. You will get to see Stroke Boy. Cause he he bought a ticket. Did he? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> what you asked him? No, he's talking about it today in the chat. Oh, I would not to chat on Facebook or chat on Messenger. Oh, I don't pay attention to that. He bought a ticket. That sucks. <laughs> I don't know if he bought a ticket. He but he did say something about buying a ticket. Actually, I think he's being sarcastic. Cause I think he was talking about uh Oh, Don La Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking sarcastic to, asshole. Yeah. All right, let's get into some comic book reviews for this week. Let's get the fuck out of here. Go live our lives, Kyle. It's Thursday. Kyle's got to go to Carl's Jr. Yes, I do. <laughs> let's see. I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six books today. I have four books. You have four books. I did not yet read Power Rangers. Sorry, guys. So I will not be reviewing that this week. So the two different books I have from you is. World Reader and Nightwing. World Reader or World Eater? Reader. Oh. World Reader. It's a Aftershock book. Aftershock number one. Oh. So I'll start with uh, I'll start with World Reader. If it's not Paper Girls, I don't care. Right. Paper Girls are bust, Kyle. They didn't come out this week. Okay, World Reader. This is an Aftershock book. Whose fault is that, Kyle? Uh, Brian K. Vaughn's. Yeah. Um. That's someone who needs to come to Phoenix. Right. This is a... Let's see. It starts out... This is... this is Actually, I'll start from the beginning. This is World Reader number one, Aftershock. 
The creator and writer is Jeff Loveness. The artist is Wando. Wando? Wando, if you have a knife. Wando, know if you have a gun. Oh, Jesus. Wando, don't know what Wando, know. Wando, know if you know that Wando, know. <laughs> so it starts out with like, there this chick is on this planet and she's walking around and it's like a desolated planet. It's like there's nothing there. And she's like walking around and she's getting like these weird, she's like a psychic. So she's, what they do is they, she's gone to this planet to see what happened to it psychically. And there's like another scientist guy there that's taking like samples and stuff. So, uh, so what it's doing is she's like walking around and she's like getting these weird visions and these weird like glimpse of just kind of what it is and she's trying to like hone in on it mm-hmm. and so it's going back and forth and she's not getting enough to tell them and because she's like uh she's I'm, ha- I'm having trouble explaining this she's like i know them. i lift through their eyes i walk in their thoughts i read their world but it's different today the voices are either they're weak and they're like stripped away and i'm only hearing echoes so she's not getting strong psychic vibes like she normally does and so now that like command center's going back and they're they're telling her we've taken enough time you need to you know need to get your samples you need to do whatever you need to do yeah it's time to get the fuck out of there and uh the dude that's with her is like okay i don't believe what you're doing but i believe what you're doing at the same time like if you're gonna do it like he's like I need to get more samples, so give me another hour. And, you know, so he bought her some more time to try to link up with what happened to this planet. And uh, as she's going through, she she eventually links. And she comes through, and she's like, okay, I'm going deeper. I'm looking. I must have missed something. An entire planet can't be gone. Nothing's ever all the way gone. And then all of a sudden he goes... This, this person appears like this weird alien like a thing appears he goes he's right our story remains and I reach out to you and they connect and then like everything starts coming and he's like I'm living her story and it starts going through and she starts seeing all the people and she starts seeing that they go to war and uh she's living like you know it's a little kid with their parents and she's seeing these warships come in and then this uh as she's connected to him she the little alien girl boy person thing like they're talking back and sorts you know and it's like what what what's what's there's no traces left you're the only advice i can find here why and she turns just because he took them and then the last panel is like this uh well one of the last panels is like this this crazy looking like evil looking dude like shows up and she, and like he like tries to connect on to her and like he's like taking her through this like crazy acid trip and she's realizing that like she's in trouble like psychically he's like trying to get in her and like he's trying to take her to what they did to this whole race of aliens is what he's trying to do to her right now so she's trying to escape and she's trying to get out and she fucking she snaps out of it and she comes out of the psychic realm and back in the normal realm. And the the guy's like, Sarah, what's wrong? He took him. He took them all. And she's like, what are you talking about? I could feel him. It's him. He killed the world. 
he's killing life and her fucking nose is all bloody and everything and that's that's kind of where it ends that's kind of a weird book yeah it was kind of cool i kind of you know is it something you're gonna keep reading yeah but I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give the next few like they only ordered my comic store only ordered three of these and i got the last one so was, he's like you and two other people have that book so I'm actually going to, uh, I'm probably going to email him or call him and have him just, I'd like to see where it goes. It's kind of weird, kind of different. I've had pretty good luck with Aftershock books. I've, yeah. I've gotten a couple good ones out of it, so that one's kind of cool. And I like, I seem to gravitate toward these weird off story type of yeah. things. So it's kind of cool. World reader, kind of different. Yeah, it sounds different. It's a different concept. It's a weird concept. Yeah. So I gave it an eight. Kind of an interesting, you know. And they, they didn't. They kind of put you in it, but he, the way this the writer did it was he, he didn't go too far as to going fuck. It's one of these first issues where you don't really know what's going on. Like he, he let you know what was going on. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I, I like that they did that. And I like to see where it goes. Are they going to battle this evil spirit? Are they just going to leave? Or is, is this just going to be from a planet to planet thing? Or are they going to decide they have to like battle this person? So they, or this, whatever he is so that he doesn't like go from like planet to planet and do this. You know what I mean? Are they going to have to, are they the ones that are going to have to stop them? Is it? So eh, it's worth checking out. That's cool. Yep. I'm glad that you found it entertaining. It's a weird book to me. I don't know if I'd actually go past issue one, but it's uh, the weird concept. I've, I've had good luck with Aftershock. So yeah, I'm, you have. So that's that's a, that's feels, a chunk of the reason. It almost feels very familiar, just just what you were describing. It feels just like that, that serial killer book you were reading almost, where he was watching through other people's eyes. Yeah, that was another Aftershock book. Yeah, it kind of feels very similar. Maybe they have a... a, a in, in certain aspects, I mean, I, I guess maybe not completely, but I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to see what I'll check back in with you after a couple we'll, issues. We'll have to see next month for issue two. Yeah. What books do you have that's different than mine? Uh, nothing. So that means I have to do Nightwing. Uh, well, you don't have to. We can do something. Um, you want to do plastic? Or, or do you want to wait? Let's wait. That was actually pretty good. Redneck. Let's wait on that one, too. Um, Super Sons. All right. Super number three. This is still a really good read. Um, the thing to note on Super Sons is that it is a monthly title, and they have now raised the price to three ninety nine. It's been three ninety nine. Has it? I thought it was two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Only by weekly titles are now because it was two ninety nine before. I think those have been three ninety nine um, from the get go. But yeah, DC has has raised the price. On their monthly titles to three ninety nine now, so um, I think they've always been. That's something to to keep in mind. Why? Well, just <laughs> just because if you're going in expecting the two ninety nine, then you're like, what the fuck? What's so special about this issue that it's three ninety nine? Oh, Super Sons one was two ninety nine. It's it's nothing special. It's just that all the monthly titles are now a dollar more. Um, <clears throat> but Super Sentence number three, it picked off. If you remember when we reviewed Super Sentence number two, um, it picked up off right there with Batman and Superman confronting Damien and uh, Superboy in the woods, 
we thought that they were going to get their butt spanked for being bad little mm-hmm. kids. And it turns out that they are actually robots um, that were created by another kid who was gotten superpowers through the Amazo virus. It's the kid. It's the kid Amazo. It's the kid in the beginning of every book. Yep. They talk about the family. Yeah. And he's, you find out that he's actually making robot clones of his family and then he's got his real family trapped somewhere. And uh, Damien and Superboy are kind of going back and forth about what to do as far as like Damien or uh, Superboy is like, well, you should call my dad. And Damien's like, I'm not calling your dad. And uh, it, it's very, I don't know, the, I like this book because the humor in it is very kiddish. It's very like playground insult. But it's it's a lot of fun to read. Um, I really liked when uh, Superboy calls Damien the Dork Knight. Yes, that was funny. But so it turns out that this kid can make. They come across this little girl, and she can like deactivate the robots that her brother makes. And it turns out that she's a robot too. Um, but he destroys. After the the confrontation between Batman and Superman and Damien and Superboy get away, he kind of destroys the Superman and Damien robot. Or, sorry, Superman and Batman robots and makes Damien and Superboy robots to send after him. So uh, they're kind of attacking them and fighting them and they make their last stand. Um, Superboy clearly has an issue with not being invited to join the Teen Titans. Right, because he could, mentions it a couple times. Yeah, you could tell he's a little, he's a little butthurt. In, in every issue, he's mentioned it a couple times that he's but, not been. But, but Damien explains why. Yeah, because he's not a teen. He's not a teen yet. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> is a stupid reason, but whatever. Why wouldn't you want someone with that power on your team? But and he, of course, he he makes fun of him for not being able to fly. I bet you he ends up being a Teen Titan. I'm sure he will be. When they reboot Teen Titans next, he'll be on it. Dear God, don't say that, please, because this Teen Titan run is actually really good. <laughs> it's been the really good, the best Teen Titan run in a long time. Yeah, it's actually good. Um, I I gave this book an eight five. I mean, Super Sons is still a really good read. It's a lot of fun. I like the humor in it. I like the dynamics between Damian Wayne and Superboy. They're they're very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I like just Damian's a dick. Yeah, he is. He's a pure. He's a pure cocky asshole. Yeah, and that's I think that's what makes Damien and everything that Damien's in work because his cockiness just bleeds through everything and you're just like this fucking kid. Well, because he, when he's paired with, like, Nightwing or he's paired with, like, Superboy, it works because you have that, the innocence. In yeah, just, you have those clashing personalities. Right, you have the innocence and just kind of, like, the world is, ro- you know, the world's... It, is rosy in gold view of Superboy, the Boy Scout view. Mm-hmm. And then you have the cocky asshole, like I'm the greatest in the world and Damian Wayne. And they play off each other very, very well. And I like that Superboy isn't afraid to, to insult him and kind of put him in his place where he, like, like I said, when he calls him the dork knight and whatever you say, dork knight, you know, and <laughs> Damian makes fun of him for not being able to fly. And then he's like, you're just mad because I've invited you to join the justice league yet. And it's, it's interesting. And it's a fun book to read. Like I said, I, I, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, it's a good book. I like it. Let's see. I'll do Nightwing. going to do Nightwing? I'll do Nightwing. Nightwing 19. Paging Dr. Hurt. Paging Dr. Hurt. That's actually what it's called, Paging Dr. Hurt. No, it's, it's Nightwing Must Die. But it also says Paging Dr. Hurt on it. 
So it starts out with this uh, this weird kind of entity thing talking to this guy, and he's like, he's about to slit the top of his uh, wrist, and he's like, "Great beast, you have revived me again to serve as your prophet. I am witness to an evil greater than even you. I ask you, what new weapon must I forge?" And it's this, it's a Nightwing, and it says, "Yes, the Nightwing." And then it, it, it switches over to uh, Dick and his girlfriend. They're still trying to find Damien. Damien's been taken. Remember, he got hit in the back of the head. And the, yeah. And the doctor and, and Professor Pig took him. And uh, Deathwing, they, they had taken. And remember, it says Damien will die at dawn. Mm-hmm. Or Robin will die at dawn. So now they're like, they're in, this, they're in Egypt. And they have this guide. And they're acting like two little hipster kids. <laughs> Like, oh, we have to take pictures here for our Instagram. And, you know, and then these these uh, creatures jump out because they were going to they were going to use them as their sacrifice. And since it's fucking Nightwing and Defacer, they kick their asses, you know, and uh, they're pretty much like, you need to take me to uh, you need to take me to Damien. You need to take me to where he is. I need to get him. And like Defacer has like. She took someone the other defacer's uh, uniform, and, and like she has these weird rocket things on her fucking leg now and stuff. It's kind of weird. Like she fucking kicks one of the dudes because, like, uh, if you remember in the last issue, uh, Dick the when he was fighting, he had his ankle broken. That's what I was about to say. I was sitting here thinking that I was like, didn't one of them break their leg? How the fuck are they still walking around? So he walks. He's walking, but after a while, it fucking. You know, he's in, it gives out. So, like, right here, it gives... In this panel, you can see his his knee or his ankle giving out. Uh-huh. And he's about to get stabbed, and the defacer comes up with her fucking foot cannon and fucking blows him up. You have to have, to, have, to have your pregnant girlfriend out there fighting with you on the battlefield. Well, and, that, and that's what they're talking about. He's like, man, you know, you shouldn't be here. And, and she's like, well, when I care for something and I'm, I'm all for it, you, you know, you can't let me not... And because they, they kind of talk about it, and then as they're talking about it, they start referencing Robin Hood, and that's what she's like. I that's how I know you're going to be a good dad just because of your views on things. Well, me doing this and helping you is actually what's going to help me show that I'm going to be a good. She's going to take one uppercut to the gut and having a and fucking lose that kid. Right. So as they're so they've they've tracked down to this building, this underground tomb type building thing where. Uh, where Damien might be and they're walking down the stairs and fucking uh Defacer drops a statue on on uh or Deathwing drops a statue on Defacer. Jesus. And, and so now uh Nightwing and Deathwing are uh fighting. And they're going back and forth and and he's talking about like he had remember he had cut cut with the blade and it like took him into this weird trance and shit. Remember I was talking about that? And they're kind of talking about it. But what it did is, it, yeah, it showed him the pain. It showed him the sorrow. It showed him. And what happened was uh, it didn't quite crush the facer. She was using her uh, her ankle rockets to, <laughs> to keep the building or to keep the statue from crushing her. Yeah. But, the, you know, they were losing power. And, you know, Dick's like, I'm not a superhero. I can't hold this up. You need to get the fuck out of the way and move. Yeah. And, uh... And they fight, and he ends up, like, 
Dick kind of ends up losing it a little bit and fucking like, like he takes that blade and he fucking kind of cuts him with it. And it fucking trips Deathwing out and he's like, and he gets all scared and it's it's weird. And he like transitions to like he's not like, he's like scared and like petrified and like defeated and like now he's feeling the other instead of a whole different set of like fears and and thinking type and now so to face just like you know what i'll do is i'll stay here you need to finish what you're doing i'm gonna stay here with him and she's like he's like fuck that dude yeah but she's like this is this guy needs you know he needs help he needs to be taken care of I so wish that was the actual line too. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. So now he's he's walking down. It's it's kind of cool. Like he's walking down this hallway, and on one side it's like all these different Robins and Nightwings, and on the other side are all these different like Damians and Robins. And he's walking down. They're going. They're saying Nightwing, 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 Nightwing. Come see, come see. Like they're directing him. They're telling him. They're 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 showing him the way. And they get to, uh, they get to Doctor Hurt. He's like, Doctor Hurt, I'm here before dawn. Whatever you're trying to do, you need to let Damien go. And he's like, Dawn is simply a time when the veil between the worlds is thinnest, when the third eye can best perceive the greatest beast we serve, when they can best view and appreciate our offerings. And so he's like, he wasn't really gonna. He was kind of just saying it metaphorically, but at the same time, he wasn't. He's like, you know, in the death of Damien Wayne, Robin dies at dawn, and he's got, like, a fucking Damien, like, tied up on this thing. On, and he's, like, knocked out, and he's, like, on this big concrete coffin-looking thing. And it says, uh, he says, but, you know, it's not dawn, but sadly I do jump the gun when I'm excited. It shows Damien there, and he's bleeding out. Oh, no. And then, and then Dick's like, Damien, and then he go, and then it's weird. Doctor goes fall into the hell of hells, and if you're strong enough to crawl back to your body, and like his his dick's like spirit like leaves him, and he f- pretty much falls into a hell. He says it'll take a while, and that's where it's called picking up the pieces. So like somehow this Doctor Hurt like separated Dick and like dropped him into hell. Hmm. And. uh and that's kind of where it ends, so. Kind of different. I think it's pretty good. I mean, if it's taken a while, but not, like I've been saying the last four or five issues, is Nightwing's been pretty good, I think. It's kind of a cool cover. Yeah, the other one was stupid. The other one had this goofy-looking uh, Damien that looked like he was, like, deformed. Was, the other was that cover. a burp, or did you throw up? I burped. Oh. I threw up. <laughs> You're not pulling a whole day, are you? I, uh, it was just stupid, so I picked this cover. It's not a bad looking cover. Like, I, I got, did you get this? Is this the cover you got? Yeah. Because the other cover was stupid. I like it because fucking Damien's going after Superman. Like, yeah. you don't give a fuck. Except he's got busted up fingers. Yeah. Did you see that on the Super Sons? No, I didn't look at it. Look at it, dude. He's got, a... yeah, he does have a busted up thumb. He's got a very pointy thumb. Exactly. Looks like he could stab someone with that thumb. Oh, well. So, but, see, Birdman kind of looks like he's taking a dump. Yeah, like he's like, like he needs a squatty he's crou- potty. Yeah, he's crouching and he's fucking just got that like. I wish I had my squatty potty. Gristled face, <laughs> like he's trying to push one out. 
Uh, let's see. Let's do plastic. Plastic? Yeah. I want to. I don't know. Plastic was good. Redneck was good, and Batman was good. They're like a hard. Yeah. Like I, I don't know which. I wouldn't know which one to close with. Um, I think I think plastic is a good closer because of how odd it is. Okay. Um, let's do redneck, Batman, and plastic then. All right. Is it a little variety? Redneck number one. It is an image number one. It's, it's not redneck. It's redneck. Skybound, an image number one. Um, this is a very interesting book. It's about vampires, which is cool, in Texas, and it opens up with a old man sitting on a porch, <laughs> talking to a child. Um, but he's not actually talking to her. No, he's he's talking to himself, and she's reading his mind. Yes, that's cool. And um, he's drinking some Bloodweiser because apparently they have artificial bl- artificial blood there, and they drink cow's blood and everything like that. And he's kind of talking about how he's been through the wars, and he's seen all these things. And um, she asks him like, and he's talking about being in the Civil War and at the Alamo, and and uh, he says, "Remember the Alamo, my ass." And she asks him what, and then he talks about the Civil War and everything like that. And she asks him what side he was on, and uh, he doesn't answer her. And then the older boys come out of the house and they're going into town. Um, and the the paw, paw isn't happy that they're going off the ranch because they're trying to say incognito because they're all uh, vampires. So the boys go off into town for the night, and paw's not happy. Paul's not happy. So the old man agrees to go follow them to make sure that they stay in line. And he follows them to a nightclub or a strip club, whichever you want to call it. Because it kind of looks like it looks strip like club, a strip club. Yeah, bitches. it's a strip club. And he walks in and he sees that the boys get the taken boys into the back, back alley. And the they're about to uh, they're about to get themselves into a little bit of trouble. And the old man kicks the door in. He kicks the door in. And uh, confronts them all in the uh, the alley. Um, and one of the guys is like, hey, what up, skinny? You about to handle me? You bulletproof motherfucker? And uh, the old man's like, could be. Don't know. I've never been shot. I'd like to see it. He's like, you want to find out? And he reveals his fangs. Um, and then the guy comes out. This dude comes out of the shadows like, enough, my son's enough. And he seems to be some uh, big-ass crime boss. And he's kind of talking to the old man. And uh, before the old man left the farm, he was told by Pa that if any of the boys kill anyone, they're not welcome back to the the farm. They're going to be kicked out. So um, it it leads off to the old man talking to this dude. um, And he's uh, then it cuts to the old man all shot up and beat up kind of on the porch uh he's got his hand out in the sunlight like a bird's picking at him he's got his hand out on the sunlight and it starts to catch fire and he's like oh god fuck and waves it off and uh the old man or the paw comes out and starts freaking out him he's like what the fuck did you do what has been done he like kicks him out of the house and shit he's like what the fuck is going on and uh it cuts to um like they're in the front yard and there's all these slaughtered cows around. And one of the sons is hanging from the tree on fire. Um, and the DePaul's like, get him down from there. And the old man has to get him down. And he starts shoot like he shoots the rope at the very end of the book. 
Um, it's it's a very interesting book. Um, it, I did you find it a little hard to follow? No, no. Mm-mm. I found it a little hard to follow, but maybe it's just because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, I found it to be an actually like a fast read. Yeah, it was a very fast read. Uh, it was all from the point of view of this old man. Uh, I found it kind of weird from what happened, but it's an interesting book, and I want to keep reading. I actually give it an eight five. It's a very it's about good a bunch read. of vampires that don't. They've 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 lived a long time. Yeah, and they've they've lived in they've lived in Texas since before it was Texas. Right when and I left that part out when it was Mex- part of Mexico. Yeah, and uh, instead of eating and sucking human blood. They've referred to doing using cow blood. Yeah, and th- and there's an old old dad grandpa vampire that they have locked in the attic for some reason, and then they have three young son vampires which are sixty. <laughs> yeah, that are ready to. You could tell they're just they're they're acting like teenagers and they just want to get out and mm-hmm. and then there's already a rivalry with that gangster guy that. Their family has been there just as long as the vampires have, and they know something about each other that keeps them. Oops, sorry. That keeps them God at bay God. from one another. See, you should review this because you obviously understood this book way better than I fucking did. <laughs> but it, you know what I mean? Because they, they well, they were there. There was the banter back and forth, and they were like, he said he, they've they've both have been there since the beginning. You know, and that that and that's just what I pictured since, you know, that they actually didn't go after each other. That they, he knows that there's vampires, and they know something about his family that's been generations, and that's why they kind of leave each other alone. But whatever happened, they don't like each other. Yeah, because like he he actually says, you know, for up to me, I'd go and burn your house down with you guys in it. Yeah, but I I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it, actually I thought it was pretty fucking cool. And and I like how they leave that air of mystery where because when they're talking, the old man is fine. And then it cuts to him shot up on the porch, and then the the one kid hanging from the tree. I think it's his his, his drunken blackout. Maybe. I, I think what happens is is he ends up something happens, and he ends up flipping out. And I think that's what's going to actually bring whatever's going to go on in this story. That was the ultimate cue that initiated everything. Yeah, that's what that, that. But that's just what I fucking think. But I I mean I still liked it. You under you can. Honestly, understood it a lot better than I did, because you just reviewed it a lot better than I did. So, I still liked it though. Um, I, I don't know, I'll have to go back and reread it. <laughs> you know, I did read it during trivia at, on a break at trivia. It was loud and people were talking, so I might. I think have you're just distracted. Comprehended it completely, uh, but I think there's just too much going on. Um, I did like it, and I will definitely pick up issue two and continue reading it. So I would actually say. You know, if if it's if you're into vampires, go check it out. It's definitely worth a read. Yeah, it's by the same guy who writes um, God Country. Is it? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, there you go, Donny Cates. There you go. So if you like God Country, check out Redneck. Yeah. So, Batman. Batman Twenty One. I didn't bring the fucking the cool cover. The button part one. It'd be funny. It'd be funny if the button was end up being like the belly button. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Batman twenty one, the button part one. Like I was talking about earlier, 
this is where Rebirth is coming back full round a year later, and they're giving you more about the events that kicked off Rebirth and what happened and why it happened. And in this book, it starts off... What did you think of the story being told through a hockey game? I At first, I was like, fuck, they're going to shit the bed with this. That's really what I thought. But it was something... I think what it was is it was, first off, I think it was something that was distracting. It's distracting everybody. Uh This hockey game was distracting everybody in Gotham. So whatever's going on, you know what I mean? Like, it's the hockey finals. You know, everybody's into hockey finals. It's it's hockey finals time right now, you know, playoff time. And I think think that was just the initiator. Because once, once it rolls in, once it gets past like three pages and it, and and Batman's getting his ass handed to him, the hockey is no more. I think that was just the. I think that was just the. Well, the icebreaker. They, st- they still kind of talk about hockey through it, even as Batman's getting his ass kicked, which I, I found interesting. I read an article earlier today about who this girl is. I can't remember. Like she's, this woman's an important part of this story. I can't remember who they were saying she was. Um, but because it, it kind of goes through hockey the entire time. So, like, it starts off with Batman looking at the button and he's watching the Gotham hockey game. It's going on to overtime and they, they just witness this dude beat this other dude to death on the, the ice. And what happens is he's got, he's got comedian's button and he flips it onto the table and it lands next to Psycho Pirate's mask. And Psycho Pirate's mask activates it and it shocks Batman. And then Batman has an image and he sees Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint standing in front of him. And he says, Father, and he reaches his hand out. And when he comes to, nobody's there. So Bruce calls the Flash, who is in the middle of doing whatever the Flash is doing, fighting a bunch of samurai, apparently. And he says, I'll be there in one minute. Yeah. And so it starts the clock, the countdown clock. And Batman's, all right, you said a minute. Of all people, Flash, don't expect you to be early. And you hear, no, Flash, no. Quite the reverse, actually. And it's reverse Flash, and he's sitting there, and he's fucking, that is a beautiful page. It's a beautifully yes. drawn page where he's just knocking the shit out of Batman. And over these um, next couple panels, he's like, my name is Earbar Thon. I have been dead for some time. I should be dead for some more time. But a power, it woke me. It called out to me for me. And I and I am resurrected, and it so it's just reverse flash beating the fuck out yeah, of Batman. It, it, and he's like, he's like, and he's pretty much like, I just need a little bit of time, and so he just knows he's just trying to buy time. So he's just, yeah, he's just getting his ass handed to him, panel after panel. Yep, yeah, and, and it's and, it's pretty much a countdown: 47, 46, 45, and it's just him just. And he, he finds the letter that Barry gave him from his dad in Flashpoint and Reverse Flash rips it up. Yep. He's like, what is this now? He's like, oh, Thomas, this is what you did after you killed me before you died with your world? A message set across time? A letter to your to your uh, dead son? I'm not the hero of this story. And he just fucking rips his shit up. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. Fuck your letter. <laughs> right. I'm going to piss you off right now. 
And it does. It pisses Batman off to no end. He takes a fucking battering and fucking, fucking stabs him in the foot. Right. He's like, when you blur, you can't stand steady unless there's something solid touching the ground. He's like, what? And he fucking stabs him with the battering. And then Batman gets a few good licks in. Yes, he does. He gets a few good And he's down to about... And he's going... And then fucking reverse flash like, fuck all this shit. He fucking just rips it right through his foot, the battering. Yeah. As it's still stuck in the ground. I'm trying to find out who this, this woman is because she's referenced... Um, in other, she's referencing another Batman book too. I'm trying to remember who it is. And he's sitting there. He's like, he's like, you know, you can't win. Batman's like, I know. I don't need to win. I just need eleven seconds. So it goes ten, nine, eight, and fucking, they're just going. They're hitting each other back and forth. Four, three, two, one. He's like, one. He's like, hmm. Overtime. And fucking reverse flash is fucking. Hits fucking Batman like no other. Sends him to the ground. Oh, I thought you were going to pick up. No, 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 no. I was just catching up. Because like I said, I was trying to find out who that girl was. So Reverse Flash picks up the button. And says, what is the mystery of you? And he fucks with it. And fucking all of a sudden it goes. You hear. He goes, God. And fucking he starts burning. Yeah. He's like, God. I saw God and he's fucking he's and fucking and then Flash shows up he's like hey Bruce sorry stopped at the game to see if I could save Taylor but I guess he died in the ice I was just too late and Batman's there fucked up and reverse Flash is burnt to a fucking reverse crisp and that's where it ends yeah and fucking I mean Flash is literally like two seconds late yeah, and I mean, you you can assume that what he saw was Doctor Manhattan, because just by the blue, like they kind of give you that, just the way his body's outlined when the flash uh-huh. happens and the color of the flash, it, it gives you that sense that it's Doctor Manhattan that he saw, and um, it's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to see where this goes further. It just sucks they killed him in one issue. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, like I said, there's there's that girl at the beginning of this book plays a tremendous part. Sounds like it. She's an old, I, I can't remember who she is. I want to say she's Sunspot, but she's not Sunspot. Um, I can't remember who she is. I just, I'm trying to find it. I read it. I read it today. Um, and I'll let people, and I'll let you know once I, I find it again and I'll, I'll make sure to reference it. In the next episode, when we review Flash next week, because mm. Flash Twenty One comes out next week, so once I find it again, I will reference it. Um, but yeah, I I gave this book an eight five. What did you give it? I gave it a nine. I a nine? Was, yeah, I thought it was really fucking good. I thought the, I thought the hockey thing, but I think it, that just needed an icebreaker. There's obviously it just needed something to. To get it started. And the, the comment where they made, where, you know, this is zero and this is overtime. That's why it kind of feels like the hockey thing is going on throughout the premise of it. I mean, they don't but. mention it again, but I think the reason it says overtime is because he's, he's still, he said, I only need, you know, 11 seconds and yeah. it's over. You know what I mean? Like he needed more time. Because I took it as like the hockey game went into overtime and then 
when Barry shows up and Bruce in Reverse Flash's dead fucking carcass is sitting there on the ground. But since he was late, I think that's why it's it's an overtime because he knew he'd be there any second. But it could have been a, oh shit, Dolph Lundgren's going to be at Rhode Island Comic Con. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Literally, as we were on the air recording, um, they announced that Adam Warlock is set to appear in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So, is that who Sylvester Stallone is? Um, I don't know if that's who Sylvester Stallone is or not, but because Guardian Volume Two is just about to come out, so this is Volume Three. This is the next movie. Jared Leto may be teasing a return to the Joker role with Batman versus Joker. Please don't. Please do. Please don't. Please he's a do. shitty Joker. Maybe he'll be better in this one. I doubt it. As long as he's got that fucking hand tattoo. <laughs> As long as he's got that fucking hand tattoo. No no bueno, sir. Maybe it'll be before the hand tattoo. <laughs> Maybe. All right. You ready for the final book of the night? Plastico. Plastic. Plastic number one. I absolutely loved, loved, loved Did you love it book. like you did Redneck but not really understand it? No, I actually read Plastic <laughs> last night. And then I went back and reread it today. Dad, look at this guy. Yes, sir. You guys get nothing but the best for Matt on this show. That that is true. That's not true. Not, but not only do you get him reading the book, you get Saturn Girl rereading the book for you. It's about Saturn Girl is who that chick is at the beginning of it. You know who Saturn Girl is? Hmm. She played a big part in. Um, in uh, Flashpoint. I don't remember Saturn Girl in Flashpoint. Um, let's see. I don't remember her playing a big part in Flashpoint. Let's see. Maybe I'm maybe I've got that. No, okay. Um Yeah, that maybe that is maybe she was in Crisis then. I think I've got the two mixed up. Maybe. Cuz Thomas Wayne is in it. He's from Flashpoint and I think Saturn Girl her she first appeared in Adventure Comics 247. I think that's... I think she is Crisis. But yeah, that's who that's supposed to be, a Saturn girl. Let's see. Oh, she's one of the top 100 sexiest women in comics. Oh, there you go. Let's see. Appearance. Other versions. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, her appearances were in Zero Hour and Infinite Crisis. So, good on you. See, so, yeah, we don't know everything. Um, but, all right. Plastic number one. We never said we know everything. <laughs> it is another image number one. Yeah, two good image number ones today. Yes. It, it seems like we're back in. It skipped a year, and now we're back into that year where... You're going to get a lot of image number ones coming out. They're, they're going to be really good. And they're going to be hard to get. So I would say if you have a box at your local comic shop, just walk in there and say, I want to add every image number one to my pull list. Oh, man. I've tried that before, and that shit sometimes gets out of hand. Uh, I'm sure. Have you ever, you ever played the I want the image number one game? No. I played that. I was playing that right around Witches. Uh-huh. And when there was like three or four uh, – like titles come out a week, and you end up with like forty dollar weeks because of all these image ones. Yeah, 
I'm just saying this is, what you really need to do with these image number ones is is pay attention to the previews. Pay attention to what people are rumbling about with these image number ones and pick and choose these image number ones because a lot of these fall flat. But Plastic and and Redneck have both been talking people for weeks and weeks now. People have been talking about both of these books. So the premise is, I'm going to say it right now, if you're a John Wick fan and you like John Wick, go out and buy Plastic's number one because it's essentially John Wick with a twist. So... Before we get into it, I do like, I don't know if you noticed this. the other cover. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, on the inside, when they introduce the creative team, it's written by Doug Pottymouth Wagner, <laughs> uh, Danielle Scribbles Hilliard, is, does the cover art for cover a, B and C, it must be this Laura one. Cat Lady Martin is the colorist, Ed Comic Sans Dukeshire is the letterist. And Andrew Biker Dust Robinson did cover A. I thought that was kind of funny. But when I see that um, Plastics is like John Wick is where he is... Plastics follows a retired serial killer who is brought back into the game after his love is captured. But the twist is that his love is a fucking blow-up doll. Yep. It is a real doll. One of those real dolls. Those that real life fuck dolls. That he's in love that with. That he's absolutely in love with. And he talks to and she talks to him. And it opens up with him fucking it in a car. And he is going to town on this thing in a car. Good for him. And then he kind of gets out of the gas station and he's he's like... Um, well, he goes to the gas station because yeah. he needs to clean up. Yeah, he's got to go clean up. and His he's taking car. A, taking a piss... Um, it, like it's got it's got some crude humor in it. He's like, "Your favorite? I don't know about that, honey. Not everyone enjoys cream filled. You know, gas station always have donuts, and he's you know just the innu- innuendos, and he's pissing and stuff, and he's going into his trunk and getting all the the toilet scrub brush and everything to like clean her up, and um, he's like Virginia again, and they, he fucks it again." Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the gas station and stuff and gets the donuts and gets some beer and uh, a new scrub brush. And it's just, it's a petroleum jelly, petroleum jelly. Yeah. It's a really weird book, but it's a lot of fun to read. And it was very, very interesting. So he's coming out and he sees two guys at his car and the guy's like, Hey there, sweet tits. Anybody ever tell you your mouth looks like you could suck the stain off a two by four. And, um, I'm game if you are. I'm sporting the lumber. And he doesn't realize that it's a doll. It's actually three dudes. Yeah. Did I, oh, no, did I say two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is three dudes. Thanks for correcting me, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see, the, uh, and I love this, you see a plastic bag go over one dude's head, and he swings him, or the, the serial killer dude swings him around. Because I don't think they give him a name yet, do they? Yeah, they do towards the end. Um, he swings him around, and he smashes another dude in the face. With this dude's face. And he's like, you fucking, are you, you balloon fucking pervert. You broke my leg. So he like breaks another dude's leg. And then he just fucking smashes another dude in the face with some other dude. And then he like smashes fingers in car doors. And like, he beats the living fuck out of these dudes. Rips a dude's ear off. Smashes him into the car door. 
and he like grabs the dude by the junk and shit and he like stubs the fucking toilet brush in his mouth and starts like brushing his mouth out and shit it's fucking crazy and he like gets back in the car and he like apologizes to to the blow-up doll for what she had just seen and um one of the the guys go back to to this rich looking dude or whoever the fuck he is doesn't say who he is does it it's the um, dad of the guy that he one of the dudes he, that yeah. he just fucked up <clears throat> and he tells him about what happened and they're like we're gonna we're gonna get this guy and the first, the first old guy that comes is his dad. Mm-hmm. It's like his stepdad. Yeah, and he knows he's a fucking weirdo, and he needs to fucking do something with him. And then the other guy, because when he goes back to, uh, and then they take him, they hit him, and then they take him. Mm-hmm. As he's he's leaving, and as he's walking back to his car, he gets hit in the back of the head, and they take him. He gets fucking pistol whipped. Yeah, and they fucking. Uh, they take him back. What ends up being is a boat. Yeah, that's what they take him back to because he's like, and the guy's name is Victor. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they end up taking. He's kind of scouting out the land, seeing where he's at, and he's pretty much saying, you know, you fucked my son up. Normally I would kill you for it, but I know who you are and I know what you do. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do something for me to make up for this, and I'm going to keep your blow up doll until you. Until you accomplish these tasks that I want you to accomplish for me. And what it is, is he's got to go kill again. And like, you know, like the end of this book is he's, he pulls up to this house and it's a... Uh, the note just says, Pratchett House. If they see the sunrise, Virginia doesn't. So he gets out of his house and he goes, for Virginia. And he starts, you know, he's going to walk in the house and he's mm-hmm. killing whoever... But like these cops, this cop that has is in there too. Like he's like licking the blow up doll's leg when it's all like hanging and shit. It's just like it's so weird, but it's such a it's such a fun read and it's such an interesting book. So like I said, if you like John Wick, it's John Wick with a twist, man. I mean, it's he's in love with a blow up doll, and essentially it's the same premise as John Wick, just it's a blow up doll, and he's a serial killer instead of a hitman. Now he's got to go kill again. The covers for issue two look really crazy. Yeah. Like he's in like licking a donut with that fucking head in his front passenger seat, or like the head in a bag with a hand sticking out of the mouth, and they even kind of give you a preview to issue two, a sneak peek to issue two at the back in the back of this first issue. So I honestly give this book a nine. It was a good read. It was fun. Oh, that is a dope fucking cover you got. Yeah, potty mouth. Yeah, and the dude's in his. His head's in a plastic bag, and his fucking his tongue has been ripped out of his mouth, and it's stabbed with a fucking. That is a dope ground. cover. Fuck! Why can't I got that cover? But what did you get? What was your review of that book? Be. I gave it a nine. I thought it was nine? good. Yeah, I think nine too. It's good. Good read. So, if you, like I said, go check it out. Got some good variety this week. Had some couple number ones. Um, Batman's finally kicking off. The the button storyline, which we've been waiting a year for. So right now, it's a good it's a good time to be reading DC and uh, Image at least. Marvel, not so much. Right. But that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. Hopefully, you guys were turned on to a couple new books this week. Um, maybe something you'll go rush out to your your local comic shop and pick up. 
Maybe not. If you read Plastic or Redneck, let us know what you thought. Um, let us know what you thought on any of the books we reviewed this week. We always are open and love to hear your opinion. Um, you can do so on Facebook or pretty much any social media outlet, and we'll see it. But For the Absolute Geek Podcast this week, I'm Matt. And I'm sweating my ass off, Kyle. <laughs> and we will see you next time. <laughs>